All right, so you <clears> have <throat> you have a couple cats, right? Yeah, a couple. Yeah. yeah. So I have a I have this Samwise really and Frodo. Yes, or no, right. no, Pippin. Pippin. I was going <laughs> to say, yeah, you, <laughs> I forgot. Oh, you, you forgot your cat's <laughs> I forgot fucking his name. fucking name, yeah. Sorry, um, keep going. So uh, so we have this so we have these two cats. I have yeah. this like one and a half year old cat and I have this 23 year old cat who is old as shit. Um she was the hit of the house ring party uh, uh, a week ago or whatever, a little over a week ago. Yeah. Um, people loved her because she just, A, she can't hear shit, and she just basically lays in the way of you and begs you to step on her. So this question I have for you to, to property you, and, and I guess maybe to the, to the listeners, you, can, you guys can all chime in as well. Um, in like all this heat, like this heat wave that we've been having for the last goddamn month and a half, yeah. um, the, cold, like the coolest area in the house is the bathroom Floor, the tile on the bathroom floor. Yeah, and so she likes to lay in the bathroom floor, um, in the middle totally. of the night or whatever. Uh, she'll just, instead of laying, she lays it on the kitchen floor or the bathroom floor. I go into the bathroom and I just like I close the door and, and just do my business or whatever with her on the floor. P- Anna, you pee and poop. Yeah, pee and poop on yeah. the, you know. The business, Anna yeah. on the other hand like picks her up and like moves her. Who's right? Really? Yeah. So like she wants privacy. Yes. Relative to. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Uh, thank you. That's, that's entirely <laughs> ridiculous. You. Yeah, that's that's uh, what I thought. I'm like, she's a 23 year old cat. Like, she's not, she's like she hasn't well, seen. I, <laughs> why are you calling out the age as if like, well, if it were a five year old cat, that would make. Di- but a 23 year old, who I, cares? To be fair, I do kick. I do kick the one and a half year old cat out because he will like really? be sitting on the toilet. He'll like jump from the floor. Well, that's onto different. You, onto that's, you. But when, like, I, in the it, middle of the night, when I'm coming, like when I've been in bed, I'm just like I have just my shorts on or whatever. I don't have yeah. a shirt on, and yeah, the cat yeah. jumps onto you and tries to just like climb claw you. you. With the, yeah, that's a whole other story. So full full disclosure, I don't even care. Even if the cat like jumps up on my lap. I'm just like whatever. This is my life. I don't really now. care either, which is why I'm just okay. like okay, good. I, so, right. what is the is the cat like gonna judge you? Like, cat's gonna be? Like, I don't know. That's a good. That's a good mm. question for my wife. So, what the um, fuck is happening there? You're yeah, really letting yourself go, huh? Clear. What are you, okay, he has some uh, cat in the bathroom issues or something. Yeah, so. All right, there you go. Live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. All right, uh, welcome back to podcasting and civilization. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, had a good week in San Francisco. Coming yeah. up with uh, important, uh, you know, financial uh, stuff. So <laughs> of course. we're all f- we're all financed properly now. So that's good. Um, I I had a weird thing happen to me yesterday. Uh, I went to the Starbucks where they have the uh, the coffee, as you know. Oh, uh, is that, and oh, uh, they have the coffee. At the like, coffee, like the caribou, but. But similar the, okay. yeah it's a it's a seattle thing okay and uh, i was in the line uh, in the drive-thru and i was behind another card i've never seen anything like this and you're gonna think i'm i'm just trying to be fucking stupid or weird you weren't in the, you weren't in the car books one in st paul were you no no okay. not that one no okay no this is not a, a car book story <laughs> okay no the car in front of me you're gonna think this is hyperbole literally had 10 bumper stickers worth that uh, of of hentai bukkake theme and had a license plate frame 
that was hentai bukkake themed and the little toyota or whatever the fuck it was you know like the little logo that goes on the back had like a thing that goes over it that was exactly sized that was hentai bukkake themed it was a hentai bukkake themed car toyota. from top to bottom I've never seen anything like it. I, it w- and it was as graphic as you think of it. Now, if you're a listener and you, and you just politely don't know what I'm referring to, don't go Google it to find out. Or Google it at work because you oh, definitely want to yeah, make sure yeah. you do that. So. No, it, we're, it's, it's, just, it's just some dirty animated pornography. And it was like explicit. It wasn't just like a sort of like, you know, finger to the mouth, like teehee kind of thing. No, it was just it was just jism splattered, uh, you know, Japanese ladies. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. You mean anime? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you keep saying hentai. Yeah. Is that, are those the same thing? I don't even know. That, 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 this said the word hentai throughout. God oh, damn. Okay. Now we're Googling the differences <laughs> to understand it carefully. No, this is that is what I'm talking I'm about, I'm literally David. Googling hentai bukkake uh, Don't right do that now. in the fucking bar oh, it's, right now. He is Googling. He's really <laughs> fucking doing this right uh, now. The first, uh, or the second, uh, nasty hentai gangbang bukkake uh, on Pornhub.com. So I'm not going to click on that uh, at the No, bar. don't. But it was a it was it <laughs> well, was I'm a car. That for later. It was it was it was a pop up ad car is what it was. It oh was my a, god! Like, literally? Yeah. Like like it was just all out there. I've no, like, first of all, that's that, that's inappropriate is the best word I can come up with. But second of all, like, why would you want to wear that? of all the hobbies you could have that you could choose to want to talk about and broadcast? Like, what fight are you fighting right now? That you want to, I don't know. How do I explain what's happening to my kids I, who yeah, are in the backseat? Was you know? this in Minneapolis or in Lakeville? This is in Lakeville. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. Party in Lakeville. <laughs> hey, oh, we're, not, we're gets, not here to talk about hentai bugatti. It's weird in Lakeville, man. It gets really, really La- weird There's out a there, lot of weird so. things in Lakeville yeah. out uh, one block down from Ibarra Trail. So uh, we're going to go ahead and hop into it. Uh, but first, we're going to give you a pitch like we always do. If you like the content you hear each week, if you think you've learned a little bit about United or just soccer in general, if you want to continue to enjoy what we tried to make, the high quality of content and audio last week notwithstanding <laughs> that we deliver each week, um, consider we supporting our Patreon. We're working on it. Uh, even $1 a month uh, a month helps. $1.69 is even better. <laughs> and all the funds go toward updating and replacing recording equipment, paying your SoundCloud and website fees. So thank yeah. you for all the supporters we already have. Visit patreon.com slash the Daves I know to help support the Daves you know. Yeah, I mentioned, I think two weeks ago, I was going to put together a list of the Patreon supporters. I forgot to do that. So let's, we'll, let's do we'll that do it, next we'll time. We'll do it next week. Uh, we'll do it before the uh, end of the month. Uh, those, uh, for those for those of you who don't do Patreon, it's super simple, super easy. You just commit a pledge to uh, a dollar amount every month. And then on the first of the month, it just takes it out from your, your credit card. It's like, a, you know, like that one beer that you weren't going to have for that 569 because, you, you know, you don't need that extra beer. Yep. I mean, but you need us. Fair. Yeah, you, know? you need us for sure. So. so thank you guys for the supporters we have and the supporters we have yeah, yet we have to have. Yeah, we have like eight or uh, nine already. So we're, we're eight people like us, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's let's. Uh, we got three games covered this time. Let's go ahead and hop into what the hell just happened, and we're going to talk Real Salt Lake. Yeah, we're not going to talk about uh, Saprissa, even though I know you had a I, pain no, gone erection ta- the entire, the I entire did, okay. Wednesday night. So. Last time I will explain this, I said one time that with an outage at winger that we might as well give the guy a start and see what he's got and see what he looks like when he has time to settle into a game. That's he's all the, I said. And he's the greatest winger ever. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, he's got the biggest I'm winger I'm not saying ever. that you said. I'm just saying he's the greatest he's, winger ever. He scored a fucking goal. Son of a goal. bitch. God damn it. His countryman, he scored a goal. His countryman, uh, on the other hand, did not uh, did not have a fantastic game. But we're no, not going to talk no. about No, We're not going to go there. Match, Sorry, so. Saprissa. Uh, apparently, we weren't the only ones who didn't go there. There were only like 10 people in the stands. <laughs> I was, was there. Were you? I was, uh, yes, I was very high. 
Were you? Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, very, very high. Uh, then you so. might have been one of the few to enjoy that game. Yeah. And I actually, to, to be fair, I left early too. I left at like the 69th minute because I was like, need to get out of here. I'm too, on my bike. Too high for Wonderwall. Hey, let me ask you a question. See, this is going to be the longest podcast. We're never going to get into this. <laughs> Do you sing Wonderwall if you win a friendly? Probably. Uh, I don't think we've won a friendly in a long time. So. No, we haven't. <laughs> trying to remember the last time we won a friendly. Maybe the first. Maybe you would if you beat like an EPL team because it'd be like a big deal. But like it, it would feel kind of weird with this this joyous celebration to beat Saprissa. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a win with like with like a thousand people in the stadium. Like, yeah, we did it. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. I don't know if it would actually. Yeah. Fortunately, would, it was a mood point. I would presume that we would sing the Wonderwall. Um, it would probably not be as. Uh, we should a, sing as, Champagne Supernova in that yeah, kind of exactly. instance. Yeah. yeah. Let's so, talk about Real Salt. Lake. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, your best moment of the game. As I take a sip of my beer. Um, well, there's lots of really great moments from uh, RSL, um, before, both during the game and after the game. Um, best moment of the game for me, though, was obviously the first goal. Um, lots of reasons why. That first pass from Calvo uh, over the top was excellent. Um, <laughs> just seeing Justin Glad go down like he got murdered like a fucking ragdoll by Quintero. Yeah. And then just plead ignorance. Plead, you know, yeah. insanity or whatever it was fantastic. Quintero um, making a run, he wanted to he wanted to make a run right to the end line and and put a cross into Ramirez, but he picked his he picked his head up. He saw Ibsen coming in, stopped, um, cut back, uh, and made that perfect pass to Ibsen, who uh, uh, hit it with his right his trailing right foot, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Ibsen. Really needed a fucking goal, man. Um, after that, after he, that finishing show that he put on what against Dallas? Yeah, I think a couple weeks ago, and he did not have a even in spite in spite of that goal, he did not have a great game. So he really needed it. But I mean, it was that first goal? Um, then you know the sort of the aftermath of that. Pecky loses his fucking mind, gets sent off. You know that just that whole sequence of uh, of things that happened like that about five minutes there and around the fifty second minute was fan-fucking-tastic. How do you not love uh, MLS? I get that it's not <laughs> EPL. I get that the quality isn't there, but it is entertaining week in and week out. And oh Minnesota, all, so often for the wrong reasons, is no, as entertaining as Min- they come. You, yeah, you say what you yeah. want about Minnesota. They are not fucking boring. No, not <laughs> at all. Get, it's going to get weird. Something's going to happen. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. Yep. Mostly bad, but it's going to get weird. <laughs> it's going to get weird. Uh, what about I'll, you? I'll give you, I'll give you Quintero's goal. Um, Quintero's goal, uh, he, he chips him again. Uh, it, it again comes from him. He, he didn't wander widely out of position, but a little bit of fluidity in there. He's not waiting at the top of the box for something. He's making it happen, and I, I think that's one of the be- the benefits of seeing this kind of three-five-two. It puts him more nominally as a second striker instead of saying he's a number ten and expecting him to wait. He he's a guy who makes things happen, and I like him having the initiative to run onto a ball and stuff yeah. instead of being the setup guy. Uh, what was your worst moment of the game? There had to be a few. Uh, There's a couple. Um, the uh, that second goal that uh, uh, Real Salt Lake scored uh, in the was it the 85th, 86th minute, I, be- I believe. Um, you know the defense does absolutely nothing to close down on Brooks Lennon, who you know was kind of a flame out in the uh, Liverpool academy. But the guy is not a he's not a terrible MLS player. Solid MLS and, player. And you know he knows how to he knows how he's to put the ball into the box. Yeah, he's only yeah. he's only 23 or 20, 23, yeah. I think. Um, he knows how to put a ball in the box, and the Minnesota defenders gave him, you know, the midfielders, defenders gave him way too much space, at, you know, at the top of the 18. No one, I don't know who the fuck was marking 5'3", Joao Plata. Um, that guy is fucking smaller than both of us. Right. Um, and uh, whoever was marking him just let him go, and he beat him to the ball. Like, that's just, you cannot let a 5'3", fucking, uh, you know, player beat you mm-hmm. to the ball. Yep. Period. I mean, that's just period. So, that was... And that just, you know, 
sort of echoing what you know Inchi said in his aftermath of the game. It's just like you, you could see, you could feel the tension in the supporter section. Just go like everybody's like tight, you know, tight butt sphincters. Like yep. just like oh shit, we're gonna blow this one like we did, like we almost did against Toronto. Yeah. Like we definitely did against Colorado. Mm-hmm. It's just it's gonna happen. And you know the guy who came on in the 65th minute is gonna get a hat trick and you know, <laughs> right and put, and we're gonna drop points. So I've I've loved Joe Plata for about 10 years. I know. Yeah. Um, and All he's, five foot three he's, of them. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's uh, he's kind of fallen out of uh, favor a little bit in the, over the last couple of years, but um, well, not shocked that he's able to do it. Mostly because he's been hurt this last year. Yeah, like yeah. You know, he's not getting a lot of time. Just mostly because he's been hurt, but the guy can finish. Yeah, he absolutely can finish. One of one of the better finishers, other than your DPS in the league. Actually, Jao Plata signed a DP deal last year, I believe. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, he had been with RSL for a long time. Just bumped up. Um, I had the. Sa- I'm not going to talk too much about it. It's the same goal for the same reasons, especially um, the same kinds of weaknesses that we kind of show week in and week out. What was your most what the fuck moment? You had to have a few of those. Yeah, I mean, well, that <laughs> kind of echoing your best moment of the game, Quintero chipping the keeper again. Like how, how are Keeper still getting chipped by Darwin Quintero. Right. You think you, you do it three times in a game, you might see them. That guy picks up the ball, you stay on your line, you're not coming out to, to take away an angle or anything like I, that. I hope that's true because that could have a knock on effect where when we get a shot on goal, we are more likely to get one in because the keepers are feeling like they have to play a little bit deeper than they might otherwise. Exactly. That's going to make it a little bit harder for them to cut yeah. off a shot. So that again maybe we're overthinking it maybe they're just like hey i'm gonna play as far out as i usually yeah. do i'm just not gonna get chipped and part, part, part of like the what the fuck moment was just it was nick Romano who you know is granted he's older now but he's a, he's has always has been a pretty good keeper now minnesota made him look pretty terrible in minnesota two, last two year. years two years in a row yeah now. so it's yeah. you know maybe, maybe you know maybe that's neither here nor there but um the fact that ramirez and calvo make great runs calvo especially i mean ramirez was making a run that forced uh Force Quintero sort of make a pass to, to either to pass that ball uh, in or uh, chip it, not to make a you know not to make the typical end line run that our, our yeah. players have made in the past. Um, and then the other kind of what the fuck moment was looking back at it. Uh, Jeff Ruder pointed this out: uh, scoring all three of the goals uh, came almost the exact same time frame against RSL from the the tie we had. We were it was tied one to one, then we scored three goals in literally the exact same time frame as, as last year, which is kind of yeah. kind of fucking cool. Also, yeah. kind of. What the fuck? That is a what the fuck moment. Yeah, I I had I had the two uh, the two um, coaches post game comments as the what the fuck moment, and yeah. uh, I think I think a lot of pixels have been killed talking about this, uh, so I don't want to go too deep into it. But Petke obviously ejected, lost his mind over the way the game was refereed uh, over a lost call, suggested that the VAR person was watching The Simpsons <laughs> instead, instead of, of the yeah. game, and I, I believe his more or less exact quotation was. He doesn't care if he gets fined for what he's uh, for what he's saying. Drain my bank account. I don't give a shit he anymore. Yeah, he Which he says with the headphones on. And yeah. Stuff. Well, because yeah, that, that was because he was coming. That was like back for like the radio interview. Yeah. Because no one asked him about it during the the actual like presser post game presser. So yeah, he came back. He, he got so to. Not, not only but did there he, is video too. Yeah, it's not, not only did he. Yeah. Not only did he like lose his he lose his fucking mind, but he had a presser left, came back, and then lost his mind. Yeah. So, well, he actually issued a tweet the next day. He said, well, I didn't sleep at all last night, and I do want to issue an apology, capital letters now, for cursing on air. Yeah. And, like, he specified, I am only apologizing <laughs> for the language that I yeah. used and nothing else. It's fantastic. So he didn't back down from yeah. it. I love Mike Petke. Yeah. Um, uh, that, the, fuck, that fucking, like, 
accent of his too. Oh, it's lovely. It's lovely. <laughs> it's great. Um, uh, Heath, despite being the winner, gave um, an equally wild um, couple of oh, post-game yeah. comments. So right on the field with Jamie Watson, he was irate to the point of yelling, stormed off pretty quickly in the presser afterwards. Very curt with the press. Very upset at his players. Now he's been a dude who's we have uh, we've given him a lot of grief for throwing his players under the bus, and it's been deserved. That's not how you do it. Um, I I waffle a little bit about this because it's it's the same kind of thing. It's just like even harder. He went at him hard. He didn't name names, but he went at him hard. But it's there for everyone to see too. Like yeah. there is a collective team problem here giving up a Colorado lead giving up a Toronto lead almost giving up this lead almost like there are some serious problems in this case it seemed like he wanted to suggest it's not just like I'm angry that we didn't do better it's that we gave them specific instructions and they didn't follow them and that yeah. was where he's really irate thank you bye we made some fans tonight um, so that 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 and if that's true, it makes me think two things. First of all, um, that sucks, and that is the kind of thing you would get upset about. The second thing is, like, I wonder historically how often that's been the case, that we look at it and we say, man, Heath fucks up the tactics again. Why are they doing that? And maybe he wanted to do something similar to what we suggested or something entirely different, and they have just not followed directions or executed the way that it's been laid out now part of that's his job to get their buy-in and to get them to execute so i'm not absolving him from blame yeah. but you wonder for a guy who we call for his head all the time how much of that is truly his fault and how much of his players yeah you gotta also wonder too like yeah maybe the uh he had he had told them the tactics that he wanted them to play but maybe the tactics were just bad he brought on so I mean we think about this he had uh, a three nothing in the sixty whatever sixty seventh minute sixty eighth minute um, you're playing a three five two uh, you know I love Ibarra and Gomez they're not defenders you know playing sure. those wing back positions you have Eric Miller on the bench you have Wyatt Olmsberg on the bench um, and you know who who does he bring on he brings on Mason Toy. Uh, you, you know, you bring in Miller, you you, you go back to a, a, a four two three one or something like that with a four man back line. Um, so why why was he? Th I mean, and you know, we've railed on him for not being uh, not being flexible um, on his tactics. Mm -hmm. Which you know, the last few matches, he's actually you know he's seemed to feel like he's played to the strengths of his team, yeah. the players that he has available to him mm -hmm. to uh, you know to to put in the starting lineup, which is great. That's fantastic. Love that. But the question is, is like, well, why, you know, why aren't you playing to protect the lead? You know, why are you still cons consistently starting to try to run out that 3-5-2 well, or a 5-3-2 with guys like a Gomez and Ibarra who, Gomez in particular, who are not, like, they're not guys who track back and defend very well. So, I mean, that's, to, to counterpoint, which I, I, I yeah. kind of agree, like, you, you make some very valid points. And maybe, maybe we are, you know, maybe we have been a little uh, over the top in terms of, like, assigning blame to him but it's also maybe the players aren't bought in because they don't believe that it's the right way to play the game and that's a well, whole other issue that, that's a philosophical issue like yeah. is it their place to to judge that or do you just go out and march orders regardless of what you think i mean clearly he felt like they were going rogue or whatever you know so we could talk so, about this all night in truth sure. we don't know what gets said in the locker room and what the directions are nope. um but so. we've, we've got our opinions on what they yep. should be uh official scorecard briefly um what did you have? I, you, so, you watch. You are you are more in, 
tune with the, with the refs and all that. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoyed so those previews and everything. It, it was it was not a wonderfully refed game, more because of uh, again match control kind of things and how do you, how do you prevent cards? You prevent it by. Uh, conversation and strongly handed fouls in the right moment, stuff like that. Um, He was not a bad ref because he blew a call on a foul from Darwin Quintero Again, on a dude who was, I think, what nine feet taller than him. Yeah, like you know, that was not I his moment that made him a bad referee. Yeah. I, th- I thought it, I thought it was a, a middling performance there uh, in terms of man management, but uh, not because of that foul. Sure. So, okay. Um, next, Freddie Adu Award for Star of the Game. All right. Well, I have uh, Mike. This guy fucks Petkey. Yeah. Just for that post game, uh, that post game rant. Um, you love when you always love when a coach goes on a post game rant. They're they're the, d- yeah, it's not that really ridiculous. Um, I'm sitting in front of a camera like, well, we, we just got to go out there and uh, you know yeah. the guys gave it their all tonight and you got to give their. It's just you're not saying anything. Yeah. It's nothing. Yeah, I mean, more you know, more realistically, uh, I can <clears throat> Darwin Quintero uh, had a had gentleman's hat trick, uh, two uh, goal uh, and uh, two assists. Um, that's a pretty solid, uh, pretty solid week. So got to give it to Darwin Quintero, in my opinion. How about you? Yeah, same. Uh, involved in all three goals. Um, his and, and goal was again a Galazzo. Unlike that Dallas game, looked like he wanted to play and be there. And it's so weird how sometimes he shows up and is like mm-hmm. he's really into the game, and other times he's not. I just I feel like he has shown more than he's not shown. Sure. Um, maybe Dallas is a good ex- example. Maybe he was fucking hot like we all were. I have no idea. But even, know, even against Colorado, he looked up for it against yeah. Colorado. We lost, but he was up for it. You know. <laughs> yeah, but that's not for. I mean, you know, we scored some goals in that game. I think I it, I really think with Darwin Quintero, like when he. When he doesn't look like he's into it, like the Houston game, it's just because he's not getting he's not getting any service. Like you need to find a way to get him service early in the game, like in the first you know five to what ten if, minutes. Yeah. What if you have three midfielders who all have an identical job? <laughs> Is that a good way to do it? Probably not. I keep waiting for them to do like a fucking major league thing, you know, where they're like all running toward a fly ball and all three of them like run into <laughs> each other and fall down. I yeah. keep waiting for that thing to happen with yeah. these three center midfielders that, as near as I can tell, don't truly. Have different jobs, and there's yeah. no reason we can't play with a deep lying number six right now. Enhance the buildup. Have the other two mid- center midfielders playing a little bit yeah. more advanced and play with a more narrow three-five-two. I believe in this. I mean, Darwin. This is, this Dar- is the hill I die on. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, Darwin for me is like <clears throat> Ibsen a couple years ago, where like if Ibsen was not in the game, you didn't get him involved. He right, just he, was he absolutely ghost. just was yeah. t- totally not there. And and to be fair, uh, I'm not saying Quintero is anything like Ibsen back then or even right now. I think Darwin is much more likely to be able to create for himself um, <clears throat> compared to what Ibsen was doing True. You know, three three years ago, four years ago. Um, but I really think if he, if he doesn't get a good, solid couple touches in the first 20 minutes, it, it's he's, you're liable to lose him for the match. So, mm-hmm. um, Who's yeah. your uh, Freddie Adu award for the shittiest player of the game? You know, I don't... Weirdly enough, I didn't have a player that was super shitty. I... I just go back to what we just talked about with Adrian Heath and, and um, the tactics and, and the team conceding on set pieces. I, you know, set pieces for me is that's, you know, that is like the one thing that you can easily practice. Like you mm-hmm. can, you can set people up, you know, you know who the, your opponent is. You can scout your opponent. You can see what types of set pieces they normally take, what their, what their strategies is, uh, are. <clears throat> that's something that's easy. I mean, easy to game plan for now, whether like the execution is a whole other thing, but you know, consistently, I don't. Unless you know, it's consistently people losing their man. Then I gotta put that on the coach. So for me, Adrian Heath, um, you know, again, not a player, but I think he was 
potentially part of the reason why the team has consistently, you know, given up set-piece goals regularly, uh, fairly regularly. 25% of all of Minnesota's conceded goals have come after the 75th minute, which I think is also a mental issue. And, and sure, a, and a not, could be a fitness not, issue, too. A fitness issue and not, not moving your players and putting your players in position to do well. Um, so, that's the team. Those, uh, those, you've, you've had arguments against Heath that were um, just drunken screeds, <laughs> yeah. and you've had well-articulated ones, and that was a well-articulated <laughs> one, you. so I appreciate that. Um, I'll go with Ibsen. Ibsen was a ghost at best. He had that goal. It's tough to, tough to give a dude who had a goal, uh, a Freddie Adu or there, but... Um, you know, weirdly, like, none, dude needs to create. none of the players played particularly bad, um, Ibsen included. Ibsen had... He did have a few, like... Pretty bad giveaways. You know, That's what in I'm the thinking later in the game. Of, yeah. So and I, I can't argue with Ibsen either. So and that and that exposed. It. I mean, uh, the midfield is the first three dudes of the defense, yeah. and uh, and it, we have too many giveaways, and we have too many uh, midfielders whose ideal uh, way to operate is just to chew up ground, steal balls, and try to turn around a counter, get it out of the midfield on offense really quickly. If that doesn't succeed, imagine this is not the same. We don't play this, but imagine a gig and press that. Um, doesn't work and they break it there's acres of space and stuff and that's the kind See, of that risk that, yeah exactly and, occasion, and that's so. the kind of risk we run when we just have high pressure chew up a lot of ground midfielders now we have two of them depending on what colin warner's doing on a given day you could call them three of them so it's um there's high risk high reward Talk- low we get a three to two score on a high yeah. risk high reward <clears throat> style talking about colin warner um sort of underappreciated player in that game colin warner uh actually stayed back and played more of a six role and really took out <clears throat> Jefferson Savarino. Um, I think Savarino, I was just reading uh, uh, one of Reuters' columns earlier from the week, and Savarino had like maybe four or five touches in Minnesota's box, okay. which is amazing. And so I don't know if Heath got, said something to him and said, listen, you need to stay back. Stay back. You need to help protect the back line. Um, you need to take this guy away. And you can look at you look at his heat map. He basically stayed in, in sort of that uh, left, you know, that left part top of the box mm-hmm. he's, he, you know normally when you look at the midfielder heat maps like there's little blue spots all over where they kind of right, right. He was, it was all green okay in, like one spot so I don't know uh, I'll what, admit I'll admit I didn't track Colin Warner as close yeah. to this game as maybe I have so if, if that's so whatever, true then I think it's the right thing to do yeah whatever he did or, or told him or whatever he you know told Good. him to do like that was that worked fantastically and stayed more in that role now Warner uh, Ruder also had a piece about talking about Warner Warner really wants to be more of an attacking midfielder he does of course he does want to play that role but when he apparently like when he's told to play that role he, he he plays it fairly fairly well so yeah it's always been clear what he wants to do i know and I know. in the words of heath he needs to fucking do his job well it's not exactly the words of heath but uh, it sounds like he did that and that's great yeah uh let's let's leave uh, rsl in the dust like we did the other day um and cover some other united news what is happening in the world of minnesota united um you know not a ton of stuff uh so back-to-back team of the week honors for Quintero. He was the Audi Index Player of the Week again. I think this week in terms of the number of uh, points that he got, inching his way and toward that lease, that, well, that one-year lease on a car. One-year lease on an Audi. After which he needs to fucking pay up like all of us. Yeah, yeah um, I was joking about that with a with a buddy of mine watching the uh, home run derby last night. It was like, yeah, you get a lease on a truck. It's like cool. That guy's making millions of dollars. He right, right. A, he gets a free lease on a truck. I, w- I will never not bring that up when we talk about the Audi Player <laughs> Index. Never. So uh, a couple other pieces. Uh, Jerry officially got his green card. I think we. I think it was close to official last week, but he officially got his green card. So excellent. He's off the international. Uh, that book, takes away one great. yellow card. Uh, it does not, unfortunately. Okay. 
Uh, they have not implemented the green cards into the, uh, the MLS system. Um, other than takes away his international spot, which we, you know, turn around and do except that. that, player, that uh, except that players of color are more likely to get carded than players who are not colored. I just used the word colored. <laughs> you did, like, use, Jesus you did Christ. use that word <laughs> very loudly at the bar. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Anyways, um, so. so in a sense, having a green card, being kind of a national, you know, being a, it kind of actually does French, help the old card German situation. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ, David. God, man. I, I, I really did. It's just you're spitballing, and then you say some shit, and you're like, well, that didn't come yeah, out right. It's, it was I really didn't mean to go Definitely not in the notes, guys. We can, oh, we can share the notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, that's not the notes. Um, I got the word right here. It says. Yeah. Uh, a couple other things. Pankov scored a goal. The loss of Saprisa. We talked about that. Uh, Minnesota hosted an audio town hall last week. Um, I was like, why am I getting this call from a 763 number? And then I realized, like an hour and a half later, like, oh, that was the audio town hall that I, uh-huh. I hung up on because I didn't realize, like, why are you calling me? Did I hung up to it. I got, I got a robocall, too. I, I, I stayed on for about one minute, and I'm like, what am I doing? I, it's not, like, I don't have time for this. And yeah, apparently there was some talk about some stuff, and, yeah, I haven't, I haven't got, like, apparently the, the team sent an email yesterday or today with a link to the audio, and I just haven't listened to the audio yet. If I can't listen to it at 2x speed, I probably don't want to listen to it, so... I got time for yeah, that. We'll see. Um, and then finally, other United news. Um, so uh, DC just opened oh, this their is re- brand. This is you're literally saying other United, other United news. news. Yeah, yeah, it's another. So United. Uh, uh, DC uh, DC United opened a brand new stadium uh, on uh, Saturday. Uh, Wayne Rooney's debut with the team, uh, their new stadium, and number one. They opened a brand new stadium in MLS, and it wasn't a fucking like national match. It wasn't on Fox or FS1 or ESPN, so that's that's point number one. It's kind of fucking kind of fucking bad. Um, It was Wayne Rooney's first match, and it wasn't a national match. It's also kind of fucking bad. And then number three, put that on ESPN or something. Why not? Yeah. And then number three, the stadium is fucking falling apart. Literally, uh, like there railings. was a reporter, I believe, who yeah, got hit with a railing. The director of communications, yeah. who's the sideline reporter during during home matches, uh, was hit by a fucking like railing that fell apart. And they they duct taped it back on. You can they find du- pictures online of shit duct tape. And that wasn't the only railing that fell off. Yeah, like, there was yeah. multiple railings and and things that they literally they duct taped their fucking stadium back together, um, which is hilarious. It's the most sad. And it's, like, it's sad. Yeah, but it's also like it's the it's most DC thing ever. Really. And then there's also a bunch of other shit with the DC with the supporters groups. Yeah. Um, there's if you want to listen to uh, the ESPN FC, the camera, what I think it was the Max and Herc podcast. Sebi Salazar is a big uh, DC United fan. He went in. He went on a rant about it. Yeah. It was fantastic. Um, read him. He's can tell you more about third of the what's going on with the mm-hmm. the uh, DC Ultras and the Screaming Eagles and we could we that. could have a whole podcast oh, yeah. about that and we better we better leave maybe them. that's a maybe it's a Patreon podcast which we probably do one or two of there those uh, all right so that's that's all the other United news uh, we have a, a spot in here for World Cup thoughts do you have any thoughts on the World just Cup like just like summarizing, like, you know, summarizing. Uh, feelings sure I I wish that England had made the final so they could lose in the final and make it <laughs> worse and and harder Me too. but overall it was awesome. It was an awesome World Cup, and, and I enjoyed it as much as I typically do, even when uh, the United States is playing, because the the storylines are compelling, and the the games were great, and there were long runs made by underdogs and all that kind of shit that you expect. I love seeing Croatia, only a country now for you know twenty five years or whatever it is, um, you know making it to the final and stuff, and uh, 
the and stories like uh, Mbop, as I always call them. <laughs> I always think yeah. of the fucking Hanson song. Yeah. Um, it had it all, and it, yeah. what it had more than anything was was a healthy dose of chaos and parody. And yeah. if I have no rooting interest, I will root for chaos, and I will root for parody. Absolutely, I hundred percent agree. Um, I mean, it would have been great, if, and I would have you know loved it more if the United States was in it because just sure this with the way that everything worked out, like the U.S. could have made a run in this tournament based on the, the way everybody games. played. Yeah, yeah, like the you know, um, which is. Saying you know, not saying a lot, just based on you know like some of the results in the tournament. But uh, you know, you look at sort of lost opportunities, and mm-hmm. um, you know, 2002 when they made that really crazy run, and and but for uh, a German handball that wasn't called, they would have you know maybe would have made the semifinals. This team easily could have made the semifinals of this tournament. I'm not saying they would have. Um, obviously, well, and we but, tied France in the lead up to the yeah. tournament, so and France we most pretty much would have gone the whole way. Yeah. Yeah, we we're basically saying we would have won the tournament if, basically uh, if we had if we had been in it, and yeah. that's you know not say like we certainly probably would not have, and and you know talent generally wins out in the end, um, as we saw with and it with did France. here, yeah. um, and which if you're a France fan or you're a, a European uh, national team fan, like some uh, other team besides Europe, like you'll be fucking scared of the next ten years of Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, holy shit, man, that was the second youngest team in the tournament, yep. and they just you know and. To be fair, like Deschamps did a he did a very good job. He learned from uh, the 2016 Euros um, mm-hmm. and how kind of terrible they played, uh, and really readjusted. And you know, France played kind of cynical football uh, for the most part, but they just, they didn't they didn't allow themselves to make errors or mm-hmm. you know for put other teams in the position to, to capitalize on errors that they made. So mm-hmm. um, you know, hats off to France. Uh, I was rooting for Croatia, even though Croatia's. A terrible, terrible country. <laughs> Just terrible, terrible You're, things to you root for the people. It's not like you're rooting for governments. <laughs> That's not what it's about. I was about, rooting for Luka you know? Modric, who, Luka Modric basically, who has gotten really shit on by like the people in Croatia. People in Croatia kind of hate Luka Modric for myriads of reasons, which we won't get into. Um, but I was cheering for Luka Modric. I had a great time. I went. I watched a few games uh, at Wes's uh, new bar, mm-hmm. uh, or not yet his bar, but it will be his bar soon. Um, hopefully we'll be recording some podcasts there. Um, watch a bunch of games with like Bruce uh, McGuire and Bill McGuire, not Doctor Bill, but you know the, the cool yeah. Bill McGuire. I know, and a bunch of other people. I, I this is actually uh, I was thinking about this uh, earlier during the semifinals. This is probably the first World Cup since um, 1998 that I didn't watch a ton of it, just because I was traveling for the first two mm-hmm. weeks of the tur- of the tournament, so I mm-hmm. missed almost all of the group stage matches yeah. where I normally would be, you know, at a bar in St. Paul or Minneapolis watching right. with all my friends in big crowds or whatever. So, you know, the ones I did watch it were small groups or whatever, which is great. You know, um, got to watch an Iceland match in Iceland, which is really cool. That's awesome, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like the first time probably since 1998, like, you know, that this is the, the short, like the smallest number of matches that I've actually watched. Uh, Life live, happens. So. Yeah. So don't get paid for the shit. So. That's fair. We don't yet. No, she, Donate yeah, Patreon.com. <laughs> um, uh, all right. So, uh, so yeah, I, I agree. It was a great World Cup. Um, let's do it again next year when the women will be uh, the U.S. women. Or the, yeah, U.S. women will be in France for the women's, for the actual World Cup, the, the mm. true true World Cup. The real France, World Cup. So. My girl going to be there, you know. Oh, yeah, she will. Mallory Pew. Pew, pew, pew. She's going to get it done. Yeah. Uh, tactical schmactical. We're going to look at two games. we got a game tomorrow night. If you're listening to this right now, 
which you it'll are. It'll be tonight. It'll be tonight. And if you're listening to it not right now, it was yesterday. It was yesterday. It's this, a whole. This is a fucking Battlestar Galactica it's, situation it's a, happening it's right a, now. You know, Doctor Who scenario. Yeah, you know, yeah. Go back in time. <laughs> um, Taxo Smackdown. We're gonna talk about New England Revolution first, since we got two games. Let's kind of let's go through them. And people don't need to listen to us for a fucking hour and fifty minutes every week. Let's hit sure. these quick. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's bet this. Tell me um, what's the spread here. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. I also apologize. I have, for some reason, my allergies kicked in so today, this afternoon. So, um, so Minnesota United is actually a slight favorite um, here in the Minnesota in the in the match against New England Revolution. That um, is and, weird. And yeah, and fairly good value at uh, at uh, plus one hundred two um, on the uh, minus uh, uh, negative quarter points. Yeah, uh, point two five uh, point spread. So basically, if you are betting Minnesota to win, um, you're betting you know one hundred dollars for uh, to win one hundred and two dollars. Um, the over is three. Um, that's also a slight favorite. You got to bet $119 to win 100 bucks on that. But considering the uh, amount of goals that New England and Minnesota score, I would I would bang the over on this Take one. Take the over, so, yeah. yeah. So who's good? Well, on uh, the Revs. No, yeah, no, the so Revs. We know, we know Revs, yeah. our players. Um, they're currently above the red line in the Eastern Conference. Uh, they have a plus four goal differential, which is great, um, considering in the Eastern Conference there's, a, there's probably – It's a tough conference. There's like three good teams and about, you know – Six teams that are mediocre and then three really bad teams. So or two really but bad teams. But the teams that are really good are really good. Yeah, they're and really, they're, really they're good. making it tough on others. Yeah, and uh, you know, they've uh, made their bones by playing a slightly better defense this year with increasing pressure, which is the thing that people um, have been noticing really about the Revs is that uh, Brad Friedo is having them play in a higher press, um, more of a sort of a more like a gig and pressing system where they're trying to win the ball back higher up mm-hmm. on the pitch. You're not letting teams control um, control the ball like the Revolution seems in the past. Um, they boast uh, Agadello, Diego Fagundes, and Teal Bunbury up top uh, in the midfield. Like that's a that's a that's a, a pretty good, you know, uh, top three up there. So those are the guys who really are going to be the ones that Minnesota's going to have to look out for uh, uh, tomorrow or tonight. Yeah, New, New England's front six ish have been really strong for quite a while right now, and mm-hmm. I know that we talk about it every time we talk about New England. They're always supposed to be better than they actually turn out to be in practice. Yeah, but their their front six is always really really competent. Right now, we're looking at um, Teal Bunbury has ten goals, which is insane. Yeah. I didn't think he was a ten goal dude. I thought we had pretty much seen everything he had to give. Diego Fagundes, um, he's back on the menu. He's got six goals and seven assists. He used to be the he's going to be the next. You know, <laughs> Freddie do, and um, and now, now he's starting to come back into his own. Uh, Christian Panilla has eight goals, five assists. So these are all dudes who are in a prime to take advantage of a team like ours, who is prone to individual mistakes. Uh, a team that's given up 68 goals, we're on a pace to give up this year, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so who sucks? We know that the front, the attack is good. Well, it's weird when you get get rid of Lee Win, like Teal Bunbury is able to step up and score some goals. So. I guess, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> well, you know, or like you Lee lose. <coughs> You mentioned uh, Christian Pania. Um, he sucks because he's actually literally uh, unable to play in this match because he got a straight red for uh, just straight up kicking Alessandrini after Alessandrini went in for a particularly hard foul. We he literally just fucking turned around and kicked it's, him. It is. It's so. First of all, that it's awesome for he us got, that no, he's out. Amazing. Yeah. Second, I think it's worth it for our listeners to know that um, New England had a lead against Los Angeles Galaxy. Oh, yeah. This most recent, re- they took a lead into stoppage time and went home with a loss. Yes, and they had they playing down ten men, like from like the twenty third or twenty fourth minutes when uh, Pania got his was, red card. It was a wild game, and yeah, they were up two to one. Um, <clears throat> And then yeah, the uh, uh, it's the galaxy got a red card. 
in like the 84th minute, and then they scored two goals within seconds of each other, and then like the 92nd and 93rd minute. It's the kind of game that can leave New England feeling demoralized, and also the kind of game that can put them on some tired legs. Yeah. So let's um, hope for the best. Yeah. Also going to point out, uh, so you know, some of the, like talking about their their sort of their better defending. Uh, Antonio uh, Delamea is also suspended, um, and uh, Luis uh, Caicedo, who also scored a goal last week, are also both suspended for the match because of yellow card accumulation. So New England's losing three of their of their starters uh, in this match. So this is a perfect opportunity. Like this is like the perfect time for Minnesota to catch New England. Um, a midweek game at home. At home, tired legs. Probably your tired legs. You come in east or coming west, and you're you have three year starters are not playing. So we're in a good position, and maybe yeah. maybe the betters know that, and that's why Minnesota's maybe, favored. Yeah. Who knows? Um, so we're talking about who sucks. So for yes, all those people are gone. New England is actually only about a mid table team on goals scored. We talk about how good their offense is, but there are individuals who are having really good seasons on the whole. And again, it's a really tough conference. They're about mid table on goals scored this year. About mid table on goals allowed. So they're they're. There are opportunities there. Um, we talked about what happened last week. Finally, the Revs are really lousy against a team that packs it in and plays defensively. That's something they're not really good at picking apart compact defenses. Think about uh, about us trying to pick apart uh, Atlanta in that game when they played down. All of a sudden, we had, we had no answers at all. They also are kind of like us, kind of terrible on crosses. And so um, I think as we kind of segue into how do you play them, the three-five-two could be really good at limiting their ability to cross because it gives you that width that you have the wing backs and, and they're going to be able to, to track back, hopefully. I'm not saying that we pack it in because we're at home. We've had a few really good offensive games lately. I think we got to try to dictate the run of play. But uh, if you can force them to the outside into crossing situations, even a shitty uh, team in the air like us might have a decent chance against them. So um, do you yeah. have thoughts on how we should be uh, playing them? Uh, no, I, I agree. I mean, the high-pressing team is the kind of team that uh, a 3-5-2, and, and particularly with the types of players that Minnesota has in 3-5-2, can exploit. Uh, Francisco Calvo... Um, for all of the uh, issues that we have with him in terms of some of his lackluster defending, the guy knows how to pick out a pass. And, you know, you get those, you know, those, that top six up pressing, you can get a ball over the top to a Quintero mm -hmm. or an Ibarra or a Gomez making a run, you know, on the other side of the field, uh, change the field, <clears throat> putting it over the top. <clears throat> all of a sudden, Minnesota's got, got numbers mm -hmm. against, uh, against the Revolution. So... When you know, will Calvo be played as a number six? Yeah, I, I definitely think this is a team that you know Minnesota can exploit. I think, I, I, you know, agree with you. I don't think we need to play. I don't think we need a bunker and try and counter against this team. No, um, we can play our game, but I definitely think that we are going to want. We're going to definitely need to absorb some pressure. Um, so it's imperative that you know Ibarra Gomez track back to give us that width, so that we can prevent some of those you know those crosses in. Um, this team needs to. Prevent set pieces at all costs. So, you know, um, we're so poor on set you know, pieces. Like, so poor. It's literally, like we, every game we, we give up one for. You know, it seems like so. Preventing the set pieces, um, tracking back, and then picking our opportunities uh, and getting and like, as I said at the top of the of the podcast, getting Quintero involved early, I think, will be immensely helpful. Mm -hmm. And and you know, keeping him in the game. And getting him to come back and, and help help facilitate some offense as well. So. Right, totally down with it. What's your prediction? Um, you know, I got us winning this one three to two. I, I got to be a barn burner. It's exactly what my prediction was as <laughs> well. Then we do this a couple of weeks ago where we, we just did, had yeah. identical predictions. Yeah. To talk about. And I've, I've literally I've not looked at yours, and I don't think you've looked at mine. So that's, that's right. fantastic. 
All right, let's jump into uh, the second game of the week. Of, of the week, uh, LAFC. This is going to be on Sunday. I believe Sunday night at 5 p.m. <clears throat> um, LAFC is favored in this game, obviously, um, though not by not by a ton. Um, you know, they. Uh, you know, if you really, I mean, so if you're thinking about betting, and we could talk about uh, uh, you know entertainment purposes at a more lengthy podcast. Um, if you think Minnesota has a chance to win this game, I wouldn't even bet the line on this game. I would actually just bet the money line. The money line is plus 211. Uh, so if you bet $100, you win $211 if Minnesota wins outright. Um, Over-under in this game is three uh, 3.25 goals. Uh, the under is the slight favorite. Um, if you remember last time these two teams uh, met up uh, earlier this year, it was a 2 nothing win for LAFC in LA. So um, who do you got who's good on LAFC? Uh, there are a few people. Man, so first of all, Adama Diamande, nine goals in eight games. It was really started getting time here in June. It's insane. Yeah, I think ten, ten goals overall. So Yeah, it's wonderful. Diego Rossi has six goals, six assists. Carlos Vela has seven goals, five assists. We, we, we talked about how the guys on top of the West are making it very difficult. On a, well, we talked that about the East. Same thing is happening out here in the West. Uh, uh, teams like LAFC are clearly the best. Teams like Sporting Kansas City, although they've slumped off a little bit, definitely better, especially where offense. So they're making the goal differential look bad for the rest of us. So um, Latif Blessing, five goals, five assists, nothing, uh, nothing to sneeze at either. So the team has more goals than any other team in the West and the best goal differential. They've never lost at home. Um, even their defense is top half of the West. So it's a well, they're good on the road this game, though. They, correct. I'm just I'm showing highlights sure. of how mm -hmm. this is a good sure. team. You're right. It is it is a good team. They're uh, on a Chicago Fire expansion pace right now, and they're better through this many games than even Atlanta was last year as an expansion team. And they were the you know the best expansion. <laughs> Are you sure you fucking didn't read my ever. notes because I'm literally it's, it's like the same thing I just said. I, I'm sorry. That, <laughs> no, that, right. That's the story. There's a ton of good players. Oh, they're good top to bottom. <laughs> they're doing it right and. Bob Bradley's a fucking magician. That's what. Haven't it is. even talked about Benny Failheber, Lee, Lee Wynn in the midfield. Um, yeah, I, lo I love that we're not talking about Lee Wynn. It's What's like, that? I love that. I love that we're going through this list of players talking about great there. We don't even talking about yeah. Lee Wynn. Yeah, That's their wild. back line of you know Simon Bainisher, Walker, and Walker Zimmerman. Um, there's you know, well I guess we'll just really transition to who sucks. I basically give all that in my notes as well. Um, they don't have a ton of players who suck. Obviously. Uh, I put Lee Wynn in here because, again, he is suspended for this match due to a straight red he got against Portland. Of so course. that's going to help Minnesota. But, you know, as we talked about, we talked about earlier, LAFC had had a ton of amazing players and no depth. They actually have picked up some depth. Right. So now we're, you know, we're seeing this juggernaut of a team. They're they're actually better than Atlanta uh, at this point that they were at this point last season. Um, you know, this might go down as the best expansion team in MLS history. Um you know, unlike Atlanta, might actually like you know win a playoff game and uh, make some make a run. Um, like Lee Wynn sucks, obviously, because he's out with the straight red. Uh, the one the one place where LAFC could easily upgrade is their goalkeeper. Um, Tyler Miller is conceded 28 goals on 95 shots. Uh, his save percentage is just over 70 percent. Um, so theoretically, if you put some shots on target, you got a decent chance of sneaking one or two past right. Tyler Miller, and that is. Probably because our finishing has not been exactly. ideal. It's, which is over like over the long haul. Yeah, it's you know we we've said this about a couple of things, a um, couple of times like goalies are like oh yeah it's if you get in, the goalies aren't great but but you got to get past you got to actually get shots on on target 
Which yeah. is, you know, if you think back to So this, put Ibsen in there and get him yeah, kicking the mall. Yeah, take out Alexi Gomez. Um, don't yeah. let him take any shots. Yeah. If you remember uh, this game earlier this year, this is the game that uh, L.A. took 29 shots. It put seven, only seven on target, and we lost two to nothing. So, to be fair, didn't we give up like, didn't we give up almost that many shots to like Vancouver too? Something like that, like, yeah. And that's Vancouver. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, so the team is not necessarily great on the road. Uh, that's true. Five wins, four losses, one draw. That's uh, almost five hundred. Not, not that being better <laughs> than five hundred is a terrible thing on the road, but no, the, you know there's good opportunity there. Yeah, um, they're you know they're going to be playing on short rest. Though maybe not quite as short as Minnesota, though, uh, because LAFC is still in the U.S. Open Cup. They're playing tonight, I believe, actually, uh, as we speak, right? I believe. Or and by tonight, tomorrow. Yeah, tonight, Wednesday. By tonight, tonight for you and me, not tonight for our listeners. Maybe. Um, so, uh, you know, they drew 0-0 against Portland due to a, a few things Portland did, including playing three center backs to neutralize Diamande and kind of seeding space and playing for the counter. Well, guess who plays three center backs? this guy so um maybe that opportunity is there maybe we can shut down if we really focus on him particularly maybe we can shut that down again it's it's tough to call it like a bunker encounter especially in a home game you don't necessarily want to go that way but portland found luck creating space in front of them by letting the kind of leading the opposition on too far getting them to trail in too far and then getting in behind them It'd be interesting after 15, 20 minutes to see what the flow of the game looks like and say, is this the path we need to shift? Uh, do we need to seed a little bit more space, draw them in, and then pounce behind them? It could be a strategy. Again, 0-0 to Portland. It's not like it's not like Portland fucking ran over them, yeah. but it's a tough team that and was, there's opportunities. That was, I don't know. I watched the highlights from that game in, in sort of preparation for this podcast. That was, that was actually a pretty back-and-forth game. It was kind of like the first 15, 20 minutes of the Minnesota United LAFC game. Where like you know mm-hmm. both teams hit a post, mm-hmm. um, you know that if you remember that first game like uh, Bella hit a post and then literally a, like a minute and a half later, Cantero uh, hit a post. If Cantero puts that ball in, we talked about it after that match I believe was like Cantero mm-hmm. puts that ball in and we go up one nothing, mm-hmm. we bunker maybe yep. we get a point out of that game. Yep, the entire game state changes and so kind of the same thing. Like I, I feel like you know sort of transitioning how Minnesota United should play them. Like I really you know I don't don't often advocate for sort of bunkering and encountering uh certainly not at home home, yeah um you know especially with this team because considering that this team does not seem capable of bunkering and countering um like in fits and spurts they can but not as a a consistent strategy let's call it something cuter than that it's not like because because bunkering sounds like cowardly right but if you can be like Oh, I'm being coy about it. We're drawing you in. We're pulling you in because we're giving all this space, getting you into a false sense of confidence, and we're blowing past you. That sounds more cunning than cowardly. That's fair. Let's call it that. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, You know, the we talked about Miller as sort of a potential weak link. Um, If you're going to attack, especially if you're going to attack LAFC uh, in defense, the place you want to attack is in the in the in the center of the defense. uh, Simon and Zimmerman. um, You know, which we've talked about. The last few weeks, and, and the team has seemingly Ibarra and Kachov have seemingly been doing it, not going, you're not cutting out and then trying to cross in, but actually like attacking, um, attacking the, the the central defenders, mm-hmm. and so that's where we I think we have an opportunity. Um, you know, if we play this three five two, we play the three center backs, mm-hmm. we 
you we coyly bring them in mm -hmm. and allow them to think they're going to do well, and then Calvo can rip off a pass that yep. sparks Cantero and Ibarra. You know, Cantero maybe out to the right. Cantero runs on it. Ibarra, you know, busts his ass and takes off it, mm -hmm. and you know, we potentially could you know get one or two on the counter, and and then you know, this team, you know, again, don't give up any set pieces. Mm -hmm. You know, any, anywhere near the box. Maybe we can get a chance to win this one, nick a goal or two. No, um, cannot. We cannot concede twenty nine fucking shots. I guarantee no. we can see. We don't have a defense shots, to keep the game within reach. Yeah. yeah. Cunning, not cowardly. Sure, that's the name of the podcast. Sure. <laughs> uh, what's your prediction? Uh, so, if Inchi and the FO are serious about making the playoffs, they absolutely need as many points as possible during this uh, five home match stand. They didn't get anything against FC Dallas. They absolutely need to get points. Um, against uh, LAFC um, or a point at least minimum. I don't. I don't trust this team. Um, I don't trust Inchi to have a cohesive game plan against uh, and adapt to the match. Mm -hmm. We've seen that. Um, I don't. I really don't trust this team to actually execute a plan, as we've seen from Inchi. Literally just said that. Uh, yeah. You know, four days ago for a full ninety, especially against the firepower of LAFC. I think uh, it's two one to the Angelinos. I have three one loss okay. for Minnesota. Yeah. Three right. to one at home. We're gonna be crying. <laughs> okay, so, um, uh, so hopefully I would I would just like put the fucking playoff shit to bed. Yeah, and then we can stop caring. Yeah, we can start focusing on. We can, uh, we can send some players out to uh, USL teams to get playing time. Like you know, Troy, you know that that'll Pittsburgh never. And Echo o and he he who's actually a real person that. apparently. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, if you want to call what he did real, I don't really. I don't. I I still am suspecting he may not be a real person after I saw him play. He played as well as I did uh, when we were playing a fucking boot soccer <laughs> tournament in the snow. That was, uh, that was I thought fun. I was going to throw up the whole that time. That was not uh, good. Speaking of, you know who I ran into at the bar on uh, Sunday morning? I don't. Steve. Oh, yeah? Steve from the boot soccer team, yeah. How's Steve? He's doing good. He's got a really awesome Modric jersey. Um, yeah. Ran into a bunch of, uh, of uh, people who listen to the podcast. So, you know, if you ever see us at the matches or whatever, come say hey, man. We're like, we're... We're fairly chill. I, I, I may really not be bad, high like, at a soccer the, match, so. The last game uh, where there was a, we had a TIFO, the Pride TIFO, yeah. I was, like, in the zone on TIFO. Yes. That's, a, like, full-time attention. It's a huge thing on to TIFO try to choreograph. Yeah. And um, stuff, so. somebody, I remember somebody, as I walked past them, because I'm walking all over the section for different reasons, said, like, hey, man, I love your podcast. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, like, I totally just blew them off and what didn't. They were, like, trying to, you know how, like, sometimes, I'm not trying to say I'm, like, anybody's fucking hero, but, like, you want like you want to say something to, oh, that's the yeah. guy, and you want to say it. And then you're like, well, I don't know if he wants me to fucking. I was totally the guy who was just like, I don't want you to talk to me right now. And I felt so bad about it, but I was <laughs> just really, really you should feel focused on that. the TIFO. No, no, no. Yeah. If Martin's busy, come say hey to me. I typically stand yeah. uh, right by the capo stand. Um, I'm usually a very nice guy. With my wife. And uh, yeah, so yeah, come say hey. Like we're, you know, always love people chatting us up and yeah. talking soccer. So totally. Uh, all right. Let's talk about uh, what happened last week. Yeah. Um, you did not make any picks because you were... Obviously in uh, San Francisco, yeah. doing all that fun. They don't have San the internet out there, so I couldn't have just made the yeah, picks and sent them to you. Yeah, there's no internet in San Francisco. Yeah. It's really weird. You know, Silicon yeah. Valley A lot of stuff, people don't so. know about that. Lots of homeless people, I heard. Hills. There are homeless cars. people out there. I saw this one man. He he um, he was uh, he didn't have a home. Actually, uh, I, the, our hotel, like, it was a good hotel. It was like $579 a night. But... But it was like super thin walls, like even to the outside. So all night, 
one one night, I just heard this panhandling saxophone player okay. playing for hours, and he only knew like three songs. And for him, he doesn't get because people just, pe- people just walk by <laughs> and they don't know that he only knows three yeah. songs. So we played the same three songs over and over again for hours. Careless Whisper was one. That's fucking actually. Awesome. No, it wasn't because I wanted to sleep. That's how it sounded. Yeah, for hours. Anyways, yeah, let's uh, let's talk picks. So uh, I'll run right. down them real quick, sure. okay? Uh, New York City FC played Montreal one three to nothing. No shock there, and you called it. Yeah, I did. Chicago three, Philadelphia four. That's a hell of an exciting game. Yeah, Philadelphia no, one. That, no one called that one. Yeah, you didn't pick it. Uh, New York City FC played again. Good lord, busy yeah. week. Uh, beat Columbus, who is still a very good team, two to nothing. Uh, New is York. Is Columbus a good team? Greg Berhalter knows how to play one way, and that's about it. He plays – now, to be fair, he plays that, that way really, really well, as teams typically do. Yeah. But I don't feel like Greg Berhalter knows how to adapt. When so. They, so when they're, like, not getting production out of their wings, you can't have a strategy where, like, Jossie Zard is, is the offense, you know? Um, so they're, I see how they're, as well. <laughs> right. They, so so they're in a slump, but I, I really do believe that they'll come back, and I believe that they're mean, they're like default when they return to it is better than what we've seen. Sure, so. that makes sense. But uh, New York City uh, put it to them two to nothing. New York Red Bulls beat uh, Sporting Kansas City three to two. Uh, you called it. I picked Good that for one you. correctly. Yeah. Um, New England two, LA Galaxy three. We already the talked about that a little game. bit. Uh, New England handed it to them in stoppage. Yeah. Montreal two, San Jose zero. What a shitty game, but How- you called it. Fucking bad is San Jose. How bad are we? We're not. Weirdly enough, we're it's, not as bad as San Jose, even though San Jose has beat us twice. It is worth looking into. Um, obviously, San Jose lost. Look into some of the extracurriculars from that game, including like fights between the coach and players oh, yeah. and stuff like that. A lot of weird shit. Ghost happening Harris, out I don't there. know yep. if he's long for this world. In, he in can't San be. Jose, the so. team is terrible, and there's clearly pro. I mentioned that Florian Jungworth quote uh, yeah. earlier in the season yep. that he literally called out his team and said, it's youth team tactics what we play. Called out his own team. So, no. that's We really we really got to do that uh, that Patreon podcast where we, we pick something from each team that we want. I really want to do that one. That would be a good yeah, one. I like so. that idea. Uh, DC United beat Vancouver 3-2-1. Opening in their new stadium and a fucking railing fell down. That was another thing that happened. Uh, uh, which, I mean, it's Vancouver. Vancouver is not not good, and especially not good on the roads. So. No, they're they're not. And DC United's actually been on a little bit of a run, um, mm-hmm. but again, was like fucking Vancouver, and mm-hmm. Vancouver is not good. And from everything I've I also heard from other people is that, you know, like you, that stadium was silent for you know, and again, two of the different two of the oldest supporters groups, the oldest supporters groups. Uh, boycott of the game. They didn't go in. There was empty. There was empty seats. Apparently, it was a sellout, but there was empty seats. Yeah, Minnesota, we know that well. Minnesota, but in well, talking, and, and the rest of the crowd is probably that corporate crowd that you get sure. who's paying to come to the shiny new thing. Exactly, it's which is not the people who are coming game in, game so, out. So, I mean, for all the shit we give the Minnesota United, the you know the team, the front office or whatever, they've at least cultivated and and, and reached out to the supporters, the people who have been there forever. Um, Dark Clouds, uh, you know, Tini, who are more recent, but you know, are still provide a really interesting and, and great uh, experience to the uh, to the thing. And you know, I was reading a couple things. I read something uh, uh, just happened to be in like my Minnesota United newsfeed. Someone from Iowa State, you know, like a college kid, was up in, the, in town for the weekend, came to the game, <clears throat> wrote a thing about going to the going to a match for the first time, sitting in the sports section, just how amazing it was. And there was a guy who's like an Orlando uh, City 
writer on the SB on their SB Nation uh, blog or whatever, and he wrote about like going into the section for the first time ever, and you know coming in and just they both wrote about how amazing the experience was, yeah. um, the sport, how cool the supporters are, how it like ex- you know engaging and uh, and excited they are to see people and and engage with people, but also just how fucking loud it is, mm-hmm. and it, we're in a fucking college football stadium, guys. Like yeah. this guy it doesn't the, contain sound. The Orlando City guy was like, yeah, the, he's been to two. He's, he writes for the Orlando City SB Nation blog. He's been to two soccer matches, um, neither of them in Orlando's stadium at all. He it's went a good to, stadium too. He went to a, he went to the Atlanta uh, when Atlanta played Orlando in, in when they were in a college football stadium, and then here those are the two games he's been to. And he's like, it was louder here than it was there. And Orla- Atlanta was packing in forty thousand people right. at their college football stadium, and mm-hmm. he's like, it was louder here, it's better here than it was there. Um, just just wait till we get to fucking Cloud City to Allianz. Uh, how amazing it's going to be with that roof keeping the sound in. Yeah, steep uh, steep incline and it's yeah, going to be so the, cool. Uh, yeah, and the rake. Oh man, we, uh, just getting hard thinking about that rake. Hard rake. Uh, Orlando City. Speaking of which, beat Toronto FC two to one. Yeah, so Toronto. Orlando hasn't been great. They're turning it around now. Is Toronto make the playoffs? No. Not at all. Okay, I yeah, I don't think Why so either. Why the fuck I, would they? I was still on the Toronto probably figures it out bandwagon, but I don't I don't I don't think they, they would do. need to they would need to be in a wild clip the rest of the year. Yeah, not an impossible how, one, but a wild. Especially pace. how good the East is this year too. Yeah. So, um, F, uh, excuse me, Minnesota United beat Real Salt Lake three to two. You call it? I picked that one exactly. Three good for two. you. So uh, FC Dallas beat Chicago three to one. You also called that one, but that was a fucking easy that, one that to was call. Easy one. Colorado and Houston tied. Zero, eh, zero. Good for you, Colorado. No one picked uh, that. One. Why would you? Atlanta United tied Seattle Sounders. Seattle Sounders should feel very good about that. See, they have going been, into Atlanta and getting that tie. Talking about like the teams from the uh, you know finals last year. Seattle's probably going to make the playoffs. I mean, I would I would expect Seattle to make the playoffs. Just you know, they really always, they always find a way. I know they're behind us right now, the, but they always find a way. And they have like ten fewer goals than we do. Yeah, I know, I know. But <laughs> I think we, we don't have a ton of that's goals. That's true, and they've they've also only played one less game than us, or two at, after this the Revolutions game. Oh so we'll, well, see. I'm sorry, it's a game in hand issue. They'll <laughs> score know. ten goals in that one game, know. and then it'll be fine. I, but, but Seattle always finds a way. It's weird. I mean, they have. It, how? It'd be weird if if both of the and I'm not saying it won't happen, but it'd be weird if both of the teams that were in the finals last year. And for the last two years, both missed Don't the playoffs make the this list. year. So. It is one of the best and worst things about MLS. Yeah. No. Yeah. Wild fucking parody. We already talked about this game. LAFC tied Portland 0-0. In a actually exciting game that was a 0-0 game. So. There are some terrible 0-0 draws, and there are some good ones, yeah. and this is a better one. Let's uh, let's breeze through our picks for this week. Listen right, up and good. compare your notes. Uh, we got Minnesota United hosting New England. I have a three-two score again. I think you had so as well. Do so do I. Atlanta United is going to host the DC United, the I United Derby. The well, yeah, one of the one of the United Derbies. I have a three-one uh, Atlanta winning three, that one. I got three to two Atlanta. Seattle Sounders are going to host Vancouver in the uh, uh, the Lesser Cascadia Derby. Vancouver's fucking terrible on the road. Uh, Sounders two, Vancouver zero. Sounders are still the Sounders though. Vancouver one. Seattle zero. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, the uni- Seattle could go on the road and get a point in Atlanta or get a goal in Atlanta, but they can't get one at home against Vancouver. Correct. Okay. All right. Correct. Uh, University of New York Red Bulls versus New England. Uh three one to the Red Bulls, and I got four to three to the Red Bulls. All it's right. gonna be a fun game. That should be fun. Uh, Chicago and Toronto. I think Toronto 
If they're, they're going to turn it around, they have God to start now. It. Two to one, Toronto. One one. Chicago's Chicago is a team that's turned it around. They started off piss poor, and now they're middling. Uh, Philadelphia is going to host the Galacticos. Uh, Galaxy two to one. Uh, Philadelphia two to one. All right. Columbus Crew is going to host uh, Orlando City. I know you're not hot on Columbus. You got to give them two here. I yeah three two Columbus. Two to one Columbus. All right. Houston Dynamos are going to face the uh, uh, Dallas Burn. I FC Dallas two. Houston Dynamo one. I got a 2-2 draw. Yeah. Houston's really good at draws. home, but uh, Dallas is good. Uh, Real Salt Lake in Colorado, the Rocky Mountain High. I got four for Real Salt Lake, one for Colorado. Are you shitting me? I got a 0-0 draw. But one of us is going to be <laughs> very, very right. One of us is going to be very, very wrong. I, got a, I, I, I almost took a fucking 50-minute detour into why I think this, but whatever. Uh, Portland is going to host Montreal. Uh, 3 nothing to uh, the Timbers. And I got 3-1 to one to the Timbers. Yeah. Montreal's offense is... It exists. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota United and Alaska. They got the first game of the week. They got the last game of the week. They're going to host LAFC. Yeah, I had a 2-1 LAFC win. And 1-3. Sorry. Yeah, LA's going to win. Let's uh, let's hear some answers. So, so Bridget. Bridget has uh, a couple questions. She has a couple of questions. Yeah. She's uh, She's been a contributor to Dave's I Know site. Yeah, so thank she was you, on Bridget. the podcast last week. Thanks for, yeah. her. Thanks for doing that. Um, great to hear her uh, talk and... Um, all that right she has for MLS females so she's um, lovely so yeah, her she, questions are uh, how much will those steel scraps from DC go for on eBay why doesn't anyone want to work for me for minimum wage and Mbappe is the third 19 year old to score in a final not the second Pele Mia Hamm uh, that last one wasn't a question that's Bridget's uh, our tweet to us um, okay so can I answer these last sure. like in reverse order sure so the second like this is one of those things like I, so with the Pele and the Mia Ham thing, it's always one of those things I simultaneously agree with. I'm like, yes, why do we call it the World Cup and the Women's World Cup? You put men in a superior position by not having to name it and set it apart as separately. But it's also one of these these kinds of things are the things people say when they want to be just as fucking pedantic and impossible as possible, you know? And they're like, like they raise their hand like, aha, look what I've done, you see? And I don't know. I'm, I'm simultaneously annoyed at something i agree with i don't know yeah, you I'm have to gonna, admit it's just some it's just some irritating pedantic no, shit for she, someone to she's say correct. Right? is the third 19 year old score in a final not the second yes she she's absolutely correct so and you know i agree with it why doesn't anyone want to work for me for minimum wage it's not you it's the minimum wage if the minimum wage was a reasonable fucking price yeah then people would if want we, to do it if we actually had a living wage uh then people would uh would would want to do some we have work. a dying and, wage what's that we have a dying wage yeah which, uh, you know, if you make minimum wage, you can't fucking afford your own health care. Yeah. I don't think you should die because you're too poor to live. But that's just you my own what? opinion. I 100% agree with you. That's because um, that's why they don't want to work for you for minimum wage, Bridget, because they don't want to die. <laughs> it's not you, Bridget. They just don't want to die. They just don't want to die. <laughs> How much will those steel scraps from DC go for on eBay? I guarantee you. Do, do people still sell stuff on eBay? Won't they, won't they be fucking handcrafted into some goddamn candle on, on etsy, etsy or yeah, something yeah. yeah yeah probably yeah it would be like some sort of uh yeah some sort of like centerpiece or uh yeah. the uh, mahogany rebar candle yeah on etsy yeah, yeah. so probably you know 9500 bucks on etsy 9500 bucks yeah 95 
or 95, 95 or 100 bucks, bucks not yeah. 9500 yeah uh, no, i was trying like, to be kind of specific 95 or, or 100 if it, if it has real pieces of real human brains on it from bludgeoning some poor lady oh, yeah, yeah no, no, that, no, that, that that ups the price oh yeah no totally if, if, uh. if it's got brains on it then yeah no it's sure it, don't clean them off bucks. that's a that's a rookie collector mistake people make <laughs> they will often quickly wipe the brains off of <laughs> the blunt objects yeah, but yeah don't don't, don't do, do that, that. That's don't a, do that, that is so. a simple mistake yeah uh joe nuts uh, at nuts vt i want to call him nuts at vt <laughs> Uh, Saw Joe actually at the uh, at uh, townhouse on Sunday for the match. And well, he was at, he was at your house, and yeah. he was at my house for the housewarming party. He's a he's a big Tifo helper yeah, too. Joe says uh, maybe I'm too late, but if not, why do you fucking transcribe all their fucking like little <laughs> it's things to from themselves? The fucking Twitters, Fine, man. maybe I'm too late. Dot dot dot. But if not, dot dot dot. If there were, he used was, but I'm gonna give him the subjunctive. Yeah. If there were an expansion draft tomorrow, which eleven loons would you protect? Holy shit. Um. I, I don't think we have time to count down 11, but let me let, let me give you one that would be halfway controversial, maybe for some people. I would protect Christian Ramirez. Even though we have a Rodriguez coming in, we obviously have a couple of youngsters whom theoretically you would want to develop, uh, and Christian has not been in a hot form right now. I still think Christian is somebody that you can actually get meaningful trade value from, uh, even though he's been in a slump, and I think to let him go basically for free would be a mistake. So, so one way to sort of also think about this question is that Ibarra wasn't protected last year, um, and to also to consider too, this is going to be a, I believe this is a two-team expansion draft. So, you know, there's it's not just one team coming. He's in. He's talking like, hypothetically team. next year. Yeah. So, so the questions. So, a couple questions. So, uh, I would definitely protect Ramirez and Ibarra as well. Um, do you protect Toy and Dunlady? That's that's another question. I think you have to if if we're not going to have in the in the near or medium term uh, a, a firm USL alignment and a dedication to getting them down there to get time or making them a part of a regular rotation on our field. I say you pick one as your project guy. It seems to be Mason Toy. It's easy to say that because Dunlady's been hurt so much, but Toy has been getting runs out when you shouldn't even put another striker on. I, th- I think they yeah. like Toy, um, and you let the other one go so they can live their career and stuff like that. Um, the, the the flip side of that again is if you wanted to offload them, either one of those guys could probably be a decent trade token because they still got a great future ahead of them with a lot of potential. To let them go through uh, the expansion draft might be a lousy way to let them go. Another so this actually this is this is actually a really this a really good to- uh, uh, podcast topic that we could probably spend. 45, 50 minutes on just yeah. think about this because it, which is strange because when I remember we talked about this early in the season and we're like, is there 11 people that we would protect? Mm. I remember like maybe April or early May. I like remember saying we were that, like, yeah. are is there even 11 people that we would want to protect in this? Mm-hmm. And now we're now it's like, well, actually, yeah, there's I think I think there's a legitimate case for there are players who are going to be uh, made available mm-hmm. who you know. A expansion team like Nashville might wanna might wanna snatch up. So yep. that's a that's saying a lot about this team. You know, considering where we were again, like in you know late April, early May, when yeah. it, we were like, yeah, I know, I, I there's I, maybe eight or nine, maybe. Yeah. So uh, finally, well, he, uh, had, he had one more question. Oh, sorry, he yeah. says, and or I heard uh, in the town hall call that there would be a variety of what he calls ethnic foods available at Allianz. Any particular foods that you would be hoping for? Um, so I did not listen to the town hall. Obviously, we, we, we have already that. admitted that. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I, I mean, I just I would be interested in anything that is uh, that is local to uh, Minnesota in terms of the um, the immigrant immigrant population in Minnesota, which is fantastic. So East African foods, dude, uh, Somali food, um, hang out Vietnamese, at Cedar Riverside. Like, oh, that that is the best smelling yeah. fucking street um, in this town. So yeah, so um, there's some really good. Uh, Vietnamese food on university, a um, couple different uh, places. Uh, there's some um, really good pho that's on university. So, like, I know that's not like the traditional soccer and easy to sort of like carry around and, and, right. and produce fair. Um, but I mean, if you could find a way to sort of interact with that cuisine in, in a in a um, meaningful and and uh, still traditional mm-hmm. way, I, it doesn't really matter what it is. Like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna eat the shit out of it. Like, right. I'm tired of. I go if I want to go eat a fucking hot dog. I'm gonna go to Target Field. Yeah. That's where I'm gonna get a hot dog. Like, if, but if I can, if you can incorporate sort of the the community around the stadium yeah. into the into the cuisine. You know, the the there's a large uh, Somalia uh, population and as a Hmong population. Mm-hmm. Really, literally, like you can throw a fucking baseball and hit, um, or you kick a soccer ball and hit a the fucking an amazing place. Yeah, an amazing place yeah. uh, from the stadium. So. Whatever you do to incorporate that, I'm all for it, and and I, and really push it, not put it like as just, one little. It's there, stand, and yeah. Um, but really, really highlight it, and 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 make it a, a key component of the match day yeah. experience. I really hope that's what they do. So. I always say that I want that stuff, and I do. I really do want it to be a part of it. But like when push comes to shove on game day, I like never go get that stuff. I like that it's there, but I'll always end up putting like some fucking hot dog and cotton candy and like into my fucking gaping mouth hole well sure i mean but it's also like that's not necessarily for people like you and me because like we're gonna go seek that stuff out outside of the stadium anyways it's, that like, is true, it's, yeah. it's for people who are maybe you know who are not like us maybe aren't in the support section who are actually looking for a different experience mm-hmm. and if they experience it then they're like oh wow this is i've never even considered going to a vietnamese place or i've never mm-hmm. even considered going to a, an east african restaurant or right. whatever and, Here's a uh, chance, and then and they they get they get that experience. So it's not really for people like you and me and my wife yeah. and your wife. It's it's for people who maybe aren't that adventurous or maybe coming up from uh, or you're coming down from uh, North Branch or right. you know coming up from Shakopee or it's Savage. Not, they're not just surrounded by and it. yeah, they're not. They don't get that experience. Yeah. So I mean. Yes, I, I really I, think there should be, and there should be the staples. There should be hot dogs and hamburgers. And yeah, yeah. and if Minnesota United is is smart, they make that stuff cheap. I mean, I don't, I've not been to Atlanta's uh, stadium, the Mercedes Benz Stadium, but the the guy who owns Arthur Blank, who owns mm-hmm. that team, made sure that there are certain staples, things that are cheap. dirt shit. They're sold like, like, you like at you break like even a, you price. Like a five dollar beer, basically. Yeah. Like, and it's granted, it's like a Bud Light or whatever. Yeah. And I don't. That's not going to be in the Minnesota Stadium, more than likely, but. The team, if the team is smart, they'll have things like that, but also really incorporate the yeah. local flavor and, and local flavor, and not in, not just in the in the beer and, and cocktail scene, but also <laughs> in the food scene as well. So there, when I was, uh, I'm not telling any tall tales when I tell you that uh, most people pronounce pho pho, you know, p h o. There was a food truck out in uh, San Francisco that was called Pho Sizzle, which is a fucking amazing name for a food truck. <laughs> All right, uh, Le Cribs, Andy. Is is he the only fucking? Is he is he just wait for us to ask for questions? Is he just like tap and refresh on Twitter I all so. fucking day? He, uh, I don't know if you saw his picture. He included the most excellent picture uh, from his question. So if you if you don't I follow didn't see the it news, at all. I know, uh, follow us at, at TDIKMN. Um, you can go check out uh, Andy's picture. Um, he asked Mags. So Mags is is uh, his wife. Um, Mags and I floated around Big Big Lake Big Pine Lake in Perm, Minnesota, 
with our buds today, soul searching for pod questions. If you had to watch a Loons game on mute, which old school hip hop group would pair well with our team? You're not a. I'm trying to digest this. Uh, half of it was his own fucking life story, and I, I didn't like that part of the question because I don't give Whatever. a shit about I love about Andy him. and Mags. They're they're my favorite couple. I don't like anyone. Um, yeah, I know you don't. I'm gonna. So I will. I will. I will proffer my first. Uh, I would say the Wu Tang Clan, um, just because. As we mentioned, like way, way, way back at the beginning of the podcast, this team is never not. This team is never not boring. This team is fucking. It's it's gonna get weird. And mm-hmm. you listen to some of the like Wu Tang tracks and stuff, and like and the skits and stuff they have. Like yeah, it was, yeah, it gets weird. You're like, That's what fair. exactly am I listening to? Um, I would also sort of another potential suggestion uh, would be like the Beastie Boys, like early Beastie Boys, or like up to Intergalactic, where you're. Just, I like, never liked the Beastie Boys. I. All right, God damn it! Not All right, good. what do you what do you got? Uh, what old school hip hop group would pair well with Minnesota United? Far, would Far Side count? Okay, yeah. I think I think that would be I think that would be yeah. a really fucking ethereal way to take it in, man. <laughs> maybe we did, maybe that needs to be a podcast where we like we listen to uh, we watch a game we listen to uh, different old school yeah. hip hop tracks instead, and then we talk over it. We so talk over so it. there's like literally. The audio is the game audio plus oh, no, fucking no, hip hop plus game, us talking. But we, we 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 sort of like narrate the game, but we like we have the the hip hop tracks underneath. We could rap over it. We could fucking do like game. We like play I by listen play. To you rap. We, I'm not gonna even try to pretend to rap with you because I've oh, heard yeah. you. I've yeah. heard you uh, do some uh, some rap. So everyone thinks that they rap well. I I don't. I, oh, okay. No, I don't. No, fine. All right, those I mean, are the questions. Vanilla Ice, maybe, but hey, Andy and Andy and Mags. Mags. What's her name? Margaret. Yeah, Mags. Okay, Mags. Yeah. Uh, hey, you guys should come say hi because I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> yeah. Next so, time you're in a game, close it out. Come say hey. All right. So you can always find us at uh, davesiknow.com. Email us the questions that you might or may not have at the davesiknowmn at gmail.com at tdikmn on Twitter. You can find me at Texas Seller. You can find Martin at regular david that is not at offensive uh, loons it's at regular david um yeah man that's pretty much about it that's a good podcast thank you guys for listening we're the daves you know this has been the daves i know As you do yours, land here, become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. son, 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 son.